This is firefighter Raphael Poirier for Firehouse Subs. Introducing the new spicy Cajun chicken sub, Cajun seasoned grilled chicken breast, zesty cherry peppers, and house-made Cajun mayo. Just $5.55 for a medium. Remember, a portion of every sub you buy helps provide life-saving equipment for first responders. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Limited time only, plus tax. Participating locations. Firehouse Subs would donate a minimum of $1 million in 2019 to the Firehouse Subs Public Safety Foundation by donating 0.11% of every purchase. From New York City, it's the Todd Berry Podcast. The Todd Berry Podcast. Hey everyone, welcome to the Todd Berry Podcast. It's the day before Thanksgiving. I don't know if I should reveal that because who knows when this will air. And that's very important in the podcast world that things be timely, especially when it's a comedy podcast. Okay. We're off to not a great start here, but that's okay. <laughs> Sitting across from me to save things. Oh, no. No, no. Yes. Nick Griffin. Hi, Todd. Good to be here. Thanks, Thanks for, for having me. Thanks for coming into my kitchen. Yeah. What? Uh, it's good to be here. What are you going to do for Thanksgiving? I am uh, going to do a, a dinner with friends, and uh, I have to bring a... Somebody bought a new jukebox, and you're supposed to bring a 45. It needs to be a rock and roll 45, because I did go to, and I don't have any, so I went to a store trying to find some. And Anyway, that's the that's my um, job for the day, is to find a rock and roll 45. Rock and roll? It's New York City. It should be easy. I know. It seems very easy, especially uh, on the Lower East Side. Yeah, but, go on uh, St. Mark's Place or something. Yeah. Just find some. Oh, that's good. Actually, now, you can, now, when you buy this, see, I, I think I would be like... Part of me would be like, I'm going to grab the first thing that's 50 cents, and that's going to be it. Then there's a part of me like, oh, man, this this represents me and my musical taste. Absolutely, yeah, because the guy, I think, is some sort of, and I don't know what his name is, but he's a fancy photographer who's probably you know hung out with all sorts of rock and roll types and alternative types, and, I, yeah, I would be uncomfortable if I, you know showed up with the average white band or something but i don't know i don't know the average white band is listening i don't i don't endorse that mean-spirited comment that was just made no i don't know average white bands one of those bands that's been around forever yeah probably are still around do you know that song isn't there one song they probably have one of those songs where like oh that's that yeah but they they're one of those bands like i just as from the beginning of me memory remembering anything i remember that they were around do you remember what your? I don't want to be stupid, but do you remember your first uh, record? I think my. Well, yeah. I know mine. What's yours? Mine was the first Cars album. Really? Yeah. That's your first record? Yeah. What are you? Are you like twenty three or something? <laughs> <laughs> How was that your first record? Yeah, it's like I'm, that's not a that's a decent first record. Well, I did. I got the uh, the uh, theme to um, Rockford Files. I guess would be technically my first. That was a c- cassette, and I liked that song. It was a the Rockford Files. Thing? <laughs> yeah. I used to buy eight track tapes. Oh, did you? Yeah. Do you remember? Were you sure? Of course. Yeah. I, I, that God. I I feel but can like. Can you remember who it was? I remember. Well, I used to join the Columbia Record Club, yeah, I which so. still is an amazing bargain. <laughs> but I don't. I guess they're still around. But it must be seem a little. Uh, obsolete right now so it's like well i'll one-up you 13 records for a penny how about i steal everything <laughs> i don't do that but that's what a lot of people do um but i remember like having a, i remember 
I think an Aerosmith. Well, why, why is that any better or worse than what I suggest? But I don't think that was my first one. But I oh. remember like way back buying singles mm-hmm. and buying um, Helen Reddy. Remember mm-hmm. <laughs> Delta Dawn? I am woman. Yeah, not I am woman. Huh? Hey, <laughs> hey, you went for the butcher. <laughs> I went for the the more thuggy <laughs> Delta Dawn song because I'm a thug, right? Um, and I remember buying. I met my brother bought. Them. The Partridge Family. Mm-hmm. Some of these records are probably worth, worth something. Yeah, I remember sure having these single for uh, American Pie. I don't know if I bought that or my brother did, but that's got to be worth something. You mean something. Don McLean? Yeah. Yeah, of course, yeah. Like, this was back when it was a hit. What else did I... I remember, like... I feel like a there was a Roberta Flack song that I... Mm. Mm-hmm. God, how did... I don't remember buying that, but it just popped in my head. Right. And then I ended up doing a show at uh, Mohegan Sun, and she was the early show. I was the late show. Didn't talk to her, though. At that point, I'd forgotten that I once owned one of her records. Uh-huh. Um, what, what is, so your first record was The Cars. The Cars, and then um, I think I got... Um, remember when that Joe Walsh Life... It's been good to me so far. I remember, yeah, that, I, remember that I have a real summer. distinct memory of that song. I do too. From a, it's a very summery song. Yeah, and I think I got that. And then my brother started getting metal. Uh huh. And so I went through a period where I really liked metal. I know that sounds. That's. I like. I probably like some metal songs. Mm. Not to the Brian Posehn level of like. No, metal. no, I'm not that level either. <laughs> Who you make a career out of it? I know. It's funny that he's the metal comic. <laughs> yeah. But I was just somewhere in um, not Vancouver. Where was it? Yeah, Vancouver. And he was playing like a metal uh, seminar or something where they were having a big oh, really? get together. And yeah, so he was hosting it. Yeah, I don't know that I'd want an all metal audience, but me either. But I want an all quiet <coughs> audience. All quiet. That's my thing. I'm sure that's not going to be a problem. No, <laughs> I went. I wasn't going to no, go for it. No, but I think it. that you might play people that are a little bit more respectful. Whereas I go into more traditional comedy clubs, and it's not necessarily people hanging on your every word. You know, right? Ordering because they're because uh, they're not hanging on your. They're every dragged word. in there. Yeah, they're kind of they're coerced. But you did some shows like in Kansas City. That weren't, that weren't that uh, weren't yeah I did that just your, once put your foot in the water in the uh, non comedy club it's scary water though really well it's for me it is because I know that uh, you've you've encouraged it but um, you know there's a chance initially you're not going to make much money at all right and I've unfortunately kind of made my rent off doing these comedy clubs and if I go off track I mean not make rent. I don't want to. No, <laughs> everyone everyone is now. Everyone is writing a check now. Everyone at home is writing you a check. So Pretend I that I was anyone making fun of the average white band earlier. No, now no, look, no. Now who's the the guys listening is like, I, hey, I pay my rent. I'm the average white man. I pay my rent without a problem. Right. Without a problem. Do you? Um, how many weeks a year are you on the road? Thirty-five to forty. Really? Yes. Wow. For forever. I mean, there's never been a year that I haven't done that. Really? Yes. It's really hard, and it's only in the last three years that I thought, this is really bad, I've got to stop this, and it's like really having long-term effects on me mm-hmm. in some ways that I, I just can't, uh, it's not good. It's not good to be by yourself all that time. 
Oh, is that it, or is it the? Well, it's partly that, but it's also I, I, I think it's a poor business plan. You know what I mean? Right. You could be more a little more focused and maybe um, go into some of these markets, like uh, some of these smaller uh, cities in the Midwest where I'm kind of from, maybe known a little bit more and try to work them a little bit better. Yeah, because if they're excited about having you, right. which they would be, right. they might be a little more generous, and they're not gonna. They don't have like. A ten-person email marketing team that's going to blast out every (laughs) fucking animal that's in the city that's going to ruin your show. True. So that's what I'm rethinking. I don't know, but I, you know, I'm sure if we ever did a podcast again, I would get back here and go. I'm still rethinking. You're already talking about being rebooked. Holy shit! (laughs) You're in that comedy club mode. Like, when do I come? Hey, so can I come back here? Did you ever do that where you're like a little too anxious about getting rebooked? All the time. Just for the first twenty years of my career. That's such the wrong power move. It's horrible. Best thing to do is go and do the good shows, be polite, and then leave. And don't say anything. And don't send a you know, a thank you uh, <laughs> postcard or pictures of you at the staff. you got to be like Fonzie with them, the way yeah. Fonzie would, would treat a woman in 1950s. So that's how you go through it, kind of do a Fonzie? That's no, no, no. I, I mean, I, I'm just... I'm just probably thinking back to when I've when I've done that where you're like hey, I'd like to work here again or you do a set there and you're like I'd like to work a you know headline you here, something. here I started in Florida man for how long though before you came here a full year probably well, see that's, know, about, that's about what I did I did about three years in the Midwest we started in Kansas City yeah and then I came here but I had this med- Midwest mentality which is that you make your bones on the road and you work a lot on the road, and you get really good, and then you, you know, maybe figure out a different plan. And I just never, I never, I should have just, you know, gotten a day job when I first moved here and worked Why? the clubs. Oh, because that way you could have stayed here. I could have stayed here, and I could have, you know, you know, I don't know, I just... I do think the, uh, like, if I had it to do over again, I would have pounded the road hard before I moved to New York. Because then you get good, and then you just kind of look like you know what you're doing when yeah. you get here. I don't know that I knew that I looked like I knew what I was doing. Maybe I did. I am a huge success now, so I guess <laughs> probably well, I something. Think, I think we all kind of came at, I mean, when I say all, oh, I think a bunch of us that I remember started at the same times, and so it was hard to say, because I felt like we were all in the same place, and kind of, for the most part, and so I, don't, I felt like we all knew what we were doing, and then, of course, we didn't. But. So the first place you went on stage was in Kansas City? Yeah, yeah. And you were 19, according to the slight bit of research I did? yeah. Yeah, I was at 19 or 20, I think. Is that, that's, that's an old thing, but I, I think it was 20 I was I did it. And uh, I don't know. You, you know, back then it was like early or mid eight. No, it was like the mid-80s, and, um, and, and comedy clubs were new, and everyone was excited. And, you know, I think I got a false sense of how good I was, you know. Oh, yeah, I A lot of my too. friends were there. Everyone has that. Yeah, everyone. And now I slam people who have that, even though I have <laughs> I go, man, this dude's cocky. Oh wait, I was cocky. Yeah, I don't know that I was cocky. I just was like, you know, you go and you come to New York and you're like, you see someone on stage at one of the big clubs and you're like, I can do that ten minute set. Which, so I guess on some level it's not cocky, but it's also like, there's no reason why they're gonna be like, oh my god, a new comedian moved to town. Right. Let's all gather around them. And there would be weeks of that. Like, I, I remember getting very, very few spots here when I first moved here, and I was friends with a guy that you know. Named Tom Hertz. Yeah, what happened to him? <laughs> he's he's doing quite well. Yeah, he was got into writing. Uh, God, what is it? Uh, Rules of engagement. Okay. And uh, that 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 made like 110 episodes. And oh, so he's loaded. He's crazy. But I just like he's a guy. I never like. I haven't even heard 
like about him. But I used to call him because he was yeah, the he was only a good one guy. in New like York Tom I Hanks. knew, and I'd go, I can't. I saw this guy, you know, I I won't mention his name or their name. Yeah. And I go, I, I can't believe that so and so got stage time to catch. It's crazy. He's horrible. Right. And uh, he'd go, calm down. That's not what it's about. <laughs> no, it's also yeah, that kind of thing of like. But I was like twenty three. Yeah, yeah. You think you think it's everyone? Yeah. I mean, when you meet people, think it's an injustice. Right. I should be up there. Well, it's not your decision whether you know it's someone's club, and if they don't want you up there. And am I crazy, or or did no one was no one producing their own shows back then? Like that wasn't unheard of, was it? I yeah, definitely. I don't remember. I don't remember that happening. Me either. Till after like the Luna Lounge. Yeah. Alt comedy thing, which I'm the godfather of. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> well, you're certainly one of the uh, uncles. I am one of the uncles, but I, I don't even like to use that term. Cause which means... which term? Uncle or no? Uncle, uncle, definitely, definitely not uncle. And but alt comedy, also alt comedy. Yeah, but mainly uncle. No. <laughs> Was there a grandfather of alt comedy? I don't know. We could argue that all day. Well, I wouldn't argue that, and I don't think you would argue it. So I guess no, we could argue. No, I've got other stuff it. to do, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> someone could argue. I don't know, um, but yeah, I don't know why. It seems like such an. I guess there were there must have been some rooms, but it seems like such an obvious thing to do to start your own show. I know. Actually, there were little rooms. It was that room Flannery's. Remember that place, Flannery's I don't know. on 14th Street? Maybe. And there was that. What was that room was in the 50s bar. that had a woman's name? Yeah, Rosies. Or yeah, something. I remember that one. But there's only a couple, and, yeah. and it's it's just like so many people now with their own career, you know, take charge of it and do these like like you know you're doing, and it's, I, I just ne- it never occurred to me to do it. I was I don't know if I'm a rule follower or I'm the opposite of a rebel. But well, I think no if someone's was, filling your calendar in like 35, yeah. 40 weeks, that's a lot. Of, I mean, <laughs> right. you are working a lot. Well, yeah, but I had to hustle and I had to, you know, yeah. constantly bother them. And I really like your club, and I'd like to come back. And and I didn't like their club, and I didn't really <laughs> want to come back. That yeah, that's always a problem when you're. And that like, was like five hundred dollars to you know you'd have to take a bus to Cleveland and. Just, yeah, I used to fly down like I'd fly to be a middle act, and you spend yeah thirty your money sure. on a plane ticket on Eastern Airlines. Do you remember Eastern? You're Airlines? dating yourself, yeah. <laughs> um, but what do you think? Uh, have you thought of starting a room in New York or something? Oh, no, no. But I just, I, I, I only bring that up because that's that's what everyone does now. In fact, there's nothing really different between now and then. I mean, why wasn't, why weren't people, why weren't more people doing it back then? It just seems like that's very popular now. And, um, and I bring it up because, you know, I was talking about, oh, trying to get on stage back then. Why didn't I just find somewhere else to get on stage or, or you know, ask around? Because I think the... You go do a back room or a bar room mm-hmm. kind of show, it doesn't feel like, hey, I'm in show business. Right. When you go to catch and then, you know, you get bumped by Rodney Dangerfield. Yeah. Then you go, I'm, all right, I'm in the game. Okay. I don't know. Maybe that's it? No, that's probably it because, you know, you think, and you always think back then when you're young that the next show is going to really matter and um, it matters, you know, where you're going up and... Back then, it's just like I wish I had thought. Well, just get better, you know. Yeah, I know. That's that is what. That's what you should do. Yeah. No, I'm talking to you. No. <laughs> that's why. I, that's why you're here today because you need to. This get is better. an intervention. But you've done a bunch of TV. You've done a bunch of Letterman's. <laughs> yeah. How many have you done? I've done nine. Nine. Mm. You got me beat. Mm. Yeah, I did nine. Yeah. Well, I did one early on. My first one, and it went super well, and I think I kind of lived off that for a while. Did that help you? 
not on the road, but I just mean with the Letterman people. Oh, I see what you're saying. They'd never heard of me because I was a road guy. I was living in L.A. And so when I finally did it, I had this, you know, I was old when I finally did it. And I, I, I just, I had a wealth of more material to do more. And um, so they were excited about me for, for a while. So when you do one of those now, do you still... I find it so stressful doing those shows. Incredibly that I, worse than it's ever been now. I used to really get like, I want to go do it again. Now I'm just like, I don't know that I want to do that anytime soon. It's yeah, just, so. I know I feel the exact same way. It's gotten much more stressful for me. Uh, I don't know why. I don't know what I chalked that up to. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I like doing it when it's over because I like hearing that I've done it yeah. from other people. Oh, it's definitely fun when it's over. Yeah, but no, it's it's you know it's funny too because I don't think I get really stressed out until they walk me down to the stage, and then I literally, I mean, literally the last time I did it, I almost wanted to turn to Biff and go, seriously, I don't want to go. Like it, it was one time I did that where I felt like I thought I was going to faint. Yeah, I really thought I was going to faint. Me too. Listen to this, all you these veteran comics. I know. Talking about, if there's uh, any. Open micers or newer <laughs> comics listen to these old pros talking about how scared they are. Yeah, but what will they? What will what will, what will what will happen in ten years? I mean, Letterman will be gone, and I, I guess Fallon well, we'll will be around. We'll both have talk shows, right? So. Of course, dueling talk shows. There are so many talk shows now. Yes, but I, don't you think that they, because of things like this that we're doing and other things that it won't be a big deal like you won't even be putting that on your poster anymore will you that you did um, Fallon or it's weird living in a city like New York because because you when someone does something like that you might not even know about it you know what I mean yeah like if one of our friends did Letterman they might have to tell us or sure. we have to catch it by accident or right. but it doesn't nothing is nothing stands out mm-hmm. about doing anything unless you're like like me and the wrestler. No, I'm joking. But uh, no, that's that. That is. It's that was it, obnoxious. No, but it's true. And People bigger gonna... stuff. And I'm looking at this. Be, uh, it's a little flyer. Uh, yeah. With one of your gigs, but I see this because I was just in Montreal. Oh and yeah, you Vancouver, just did Canada. And it seems like Letterman's, like, they were so blown away that I'd done that many Letterman. Like, I can go to anywhere in the States, and people go, you know, that's pretty cool, or they read it off my... But they were like... Really? Yeah, they couldn't believe, like, that's got to be incredible, and, you know, we're so happy to have you. That's that's nice. And it's nice. It's really nice. But I just say, I don't know if that means that Canada is, you know, a few years behind us, or it's just that they're not... Well, I think that that there's not... You know why are we more like you can walk into a club in New York and eight of the people sitting there have done the Letterman show, right? But or I mean, even gonna... in Columbus or something, I don't think it means that much. Oh, really? Yeah, I mean, at least I think yeah, they do get spoils. They do get a little like you know, yeah, they get a little like all right, yeah. Well, the last guy had that. Well, the guy yeah. after that had it. Maybe that's the case that I'm going into these like um, radio stations where they are bringing in the comic that's been there. You know, a, a different comic every week, and they each have the same, essentially the same credits. And what's your radio? Uh, what's what do you do for the radio? Well, I'm really. What have you have you, have you developed any? Like I. No, I haven't developed. I get anything. sick to my stomach. That's the worst thing to me. Yeah. Is the radio? Well, the thing, and I'm sure uh, you get this, or maybe you don't, is the energy thing. Like they, that morning energy that they have, they, I get, kind of. Um, 
chastised because I don't. I'm not. Yeah, up. That, I'm not up, and I'm just telling my jokes. And I, I feel like even, that, yeah. I'm even conscious of it at times where I'm telling the jokes, and I'm, I, I feel like I'm up, and then they'll, well, thanks for being so peppy today, or something like that, yeah, and because it, they're it, fucking boring, it, unimaginative. Not all of them. Some, a lot out. of them are very nice, but the ones that are like that are just like. Well, if you bring a guy on who you know is ahead of time, it's like you know hiring some a country music singer, and then when they play country music, I'm, hey, whoa, 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 what are you doing country music? Right, what's all the twang? Because this is what I fucking do. Yeah. And uh, you know, if you brought Stephen Wright on, ooh, I'm sure he's heard it too. But just I'm like sure. go on YouTube for three minutes and see what you have coming into your studio, mm-hmm. and then uh, be cool about it. God damn. Got fired up, but do you um, do you still find like abusive radio guys? Or I would say once a year, maybe twice a year. There's someone who's really uncomfortable, uh, and it's generally one of those more uh, uh, heavy rock stations. Uh, I don't, I don't, I can't even name a band that that would they would be, but Corn, um, maybe something like that, or whatever the 2013 version of Corn is, and. Yeah, they're very, you know, they got a naked girls in there. It's free, free beer Friday or something. And, you know, it's it's just really uncomfortable. It's like, I don't want to be there. And I always wonder if it works also. Like, I mean, people say that it's the best way to promote the shows, but I don't know. But what would like, be if your... I suck on the radio, yeah. how does that, that makes everyone look bad. Mm-hmm. And I'm tired. <laughs> I don't, the radio guys When you do wanting... these shows that you book uh, kind of uh, on the road in these alternative... Yeah. Places. Do you end up doing any radio or? I do whatever. Like I, pl- I find some p- places to p- promote the show that aren't. Uh, I do whatever I want. Basically, I don't get handed. Well, what would be an example? Like, well, well, I just did Chicago. I did Up Comedy Club, which is not really an alternative venue. Yeah. But I found out in advance what the press was, and one guy was like a comic who had a radio show, He's and that's a, this guy named Brian. God, I forgot his last name. I'm blanking. Okay. I'm blanking. Sorry, Brian. But, you know, then he just talks to you. Yeah, that's yeah, fine. Yeah. He's like a comic. He gets it. But right. So I said, I'll do that one. But I tried. I don't want to wake up early to talk to someone. I didn't. It's like right. waking up early. And when you're not used, you know, if you're working nights and then wait, it's like asking someone who works during the day to wake up at mm-hmm. two o'clock in the morning. I don't know if that if those times lined up. <laughs> I'm just trying to. Uh, uh, I feel self conscious that I'm complaining about waking up early, but at the same time, it's my podcast. Yeah. Um, but the uh, yeah. I, so I just try to like get press, but I try to do like print interviews. But even those are a nightmare. Sometimes. Are they? Well, you just get the like. So what are you gonna do on stage? Mm-hmm. What am I going to do on stage? <laughs> what am I going to do on stage? Well, I don't know yet. It's, it's a month away. I had a really good one. I played Dayton recently, Jokers. And uh, is it called Jokers? No, it's Wiley's. I'm sorry, Wiley's in Dayton, Ohio. Yeah. And uh, I got a, a nice little um, interview in the in the whatever free weekly. And then I was talking to uh, the owner, and he's like, "Oh, that guy used to be." Uh, the drummer for uh, Guided by Voices. I'm like, why didn't you tell me? I would have. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and then I ended up ac- actually seeing um, Robert Pollard walking down the street. Oh, with you his told wife. Me that. Yeah, yeah, I did. So that, that was a good experience. Like that's, that's like all the, that's I needed the... to make that comedy club experience in, in Dayton, Ohio, really good. 
It I is. saw the singer from Arcade Fire at a coffee shop in Montreal. I could not pick him out of a... So that's a very parallel experience. Is that the real tall guy? Yeah, the tall oh, guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Having a coffee by himself, just like me. Yeah, see, he's a regular guy. We're all regular guys, yeah. no matter what level. Very approach. Whether it's my level or having the or number Nick's one record. Level. And the, uh, the, um, did you, uh, did you, were you tempted to say something to Robert Pollard? Uh, well, yeah, I guess I was, but I didn't, and uh, he didn't seem happy. Yeah. He was walking with his wife, and it was like 11.30 in the morning, and, uh, you know. Maybe they just got in the What fires. I wanted to do was to get get a picture with him, but then I thought, this is stupid. I think, yeah, I think you probably did the right thing, because you never know what he's going through in the morning. Right. But some people are good at that, like, you know, uh, uh, Jim Norton. Jim Norton. I, I think all he, he does. He loves it, yeah. Yeah, but and I ask him, I go, what do you do? What, why? He goes, I love it. I love doing it. I always got my camera with me. I think he sort of gets off on annoying him a little <laughs> do you? bit. Yeah. I don't mean, like, in a super shitty way. No, I, I know what you're saying. he kind of likes, he likes yeah. the tension that might. But, yeah, he gets, like, you know, saw Sidney Portier at the pharmacy. Like, <laughs> Like he's got some good ones. He just had a Hal Holbrook. He saw Alan Al- yeah, I just saw the Hal Holbrook. I was wondering. He's had an Alan Alda. I like when they're random because <laughs> it's just like Sydney Portier at Rite Aid. <laughs> just going up to Sydney yeah. Portier in the middle of a Rite. Yeah, I don't want to put anyone out. I'd rather just say that I saw them and give him a what's up. Yeah, yeah. Like I did when I saw Joe Strummer walking around East Village. Wow, I know that was a while ago, huh? No, I kind of wish I did get a picture though. I think this is before this everyone death. had a camera on them, including me. It's probably when I had a cell phone that didn't text. <laughs> now, yes, you. Uh, what else do you got? Oh, let's see. In my little notes, I took <laughs> oh, a coffee shop. Happens. I actually went to a coffee shop. And, oh, don't. Yeah. When I first met you, you were uh, you were torn with Bobby Slayton a lot. I, oh. Yeah, I guess about four years, about a year after I was here, I, I worked Philadelphia. And I was a real nervous fella back then, and I used to carry a bottle, a travel bottle of Pepto-Bismol. Uh-huh. Because I had horrible stomach problems. And I remember I was like, right before I went on, I would take a swig. And I hadn't even met Slayton before. And I kind of, I guess, knew a little bit about him, but not really. And I didn't even know he saw me do that. And he came up and goes, what are you, what are you doing? What are you, retarded? What is that? Pepto-Bismol? What are you, an idiot? Why don't you just go have a shot? And, uh... And then after the show, or after a couple shows, he said, I, I think you're very funny. I got, you got a couple good lines in there. And he wanted to buy, like, my only two good jokes. Oh, really? And I said, no, but I'll write you some jokes if you want to do that. And so for about a month, I wrote jokes for him. And then um, and then he said, how much? And I said, well, if you take me on the road, because I want to make it out to the West Coast a little more. And, and so we did that for a long time. <clears throat> we did that for a long time. I remember when I didn't know you wrote for him. Yeah, I, I wrote a ton of jokes for him, like probably fifteen minutes, maybe. Really? Yeah, that's a lot of time. That's a lot of time. Now, when you're writing, I've never written jokes for. I've written like monologue, handful of monologue jokes mm-hmm. for late night shows and stuff, and award shows, but I've never written for another comedian. Do you? Uh, but it's easy for him because you know he's the opposite of me. He likes yelling at people, and he hates his wife, and everybody's stupid, and yeah, I think I would be like. I just wrote 15 minutes for this guy. I haven't written I three minutes for I, myself. There's a couple jokes that I, I wish I had kept for myself, but uh, I remember some good jokes. Like I had one good joke for him where I, I uh, his wife came to the bedroom in a blonde wig. Uh huh. 
And uh, he said, why are you doing that? She goes, I, I, uh, I, I read where it adds mystery to a, our relationship. And then I wrote, um, if you want to add mystery to our relationship, how about I fuck other women and you try to figure out who they are? <laughs> oh, that's a good joke. Yeah. That was like my best joke I ever wrote him. I also, yeah, I could see him saying that. Yeah, I mean, I, I, that's little... not a joke I'm going to do. <laughs> you could change it to I, I like my how about I sleep with other <laughs> yeah, yeah, how about I have sex with other women yeah. you should have kept that one for yourself <laughs> I know it's part of it be, I like it Yeah. so you just gave him those jokes just for the road work yeah but he took me like 10 weeks a year and he would take me to you know San Francisco and. Uh, yeah I've worked with him before I like him he's a nice guy yeah He's like he seems tougher, but he's he is kind of a tough guy. He's a very sweet guy, but, but he's actually a sweet, nice but he's guy just so like constant. Yeah. And back then I was really partying, so we partied a lot. Oh really? Yeah, it was crazy. And I mean, not in a wild I know sort of uh, Aerosmith way, but you know, I drank a lot with him. And it was kind of fun. Now on your Twitter bio. Oh geez, what does that say? <laughs> it says you write horror movies. I do. But I didn't know I, you did I, that. I mean, I, I guess I knew it when I saw it on your Twitter bio. <laughs> well, I, I I I did it. Be- I wrote it on there because I'm trying to get people to buy them. You know, I can't. I'm having a hard time. Do you have a writing agent? No, I don't have a lit agent. I've never had. Well, I know that's not tried a lit agent many years ago, but you kind of need. You should to- do a separate tweet. I write horror movies. I'm serious. Can anyone? I did, and I, you know, I because yeah. you never know who's out there. I know, it might be someone who knows someone. I've tweeted quite a few times actually uh, about like I would like you know I'm, I I write horror movies. If you mm. how many have you written? Uh, let's see. Uh, you want me to count off their titles? Can you say the titles? Uh, of course. Oh, this is good. We should, I might have to move this into the middle of the. All right. Podcast. Let's go with uh, Freak Show. Freak Show. Head case. Head case. <laughs> they sound like horror movies. Yeah, the shivers. The shiver. That's I like that one. Yeah, um, sounds like a garage rock. Uh, suckers. Was. Suckers. Love bites and scary monsters. I think that's it. You've written six. Six of those. Yeah. Wow. And like three or four of them were with another guy, or th- maybe three of them. Have you gotten any like bites? Well, the only thing I did do, and this is true. This is a pretty good story, and you asked me if I had any Yeah, story. I want some stories, man. <laughs> this is a storytelling show. Uh, I wrote a, a screenplay with this, a horror movie with this guy, a buddy of mine who's a writer. And we had we just cold-called people. Like, that was how low we were on the... T- so anyway, we found this guy who knew another guy. So we gave it to this guy who had directed a movie, and he took it to... And pitched it over there, right? That's the real deal, right? Yeah. So we took it over there. It went up the ladder, and then it died out. Fine. Okay, that happens all the time. So then I'm in San Francisco like two years later, and I'm bored. So I go see a movie in the middle of the day. It's my movie. Are you serious? Yes. And it's... Um, I hear stuff like that all the time, and I totally believe it. Now, here's why you should believe it. Because my idea wasn't this incredible idea. Matter of fact, my idea was inspired by another movie I had seen. You uh, wrote. You wrote Godzilla. Right. Exactly. <laughs> but uh, I call him something else. It happened. Uh, happens that a week later, I was working with Kevin Pollack, and I said to him, "Look, I just wrote this movie, and then went to this company, and then that company ended up making this movie two years later." And I go, "It's not." The, and he and he literally points at me. Yeah. Kevin Pollock, and he goes, you need to look into that immediately. That happens all the time, and no one will ever take your case 
If there's no case, they won't take it. So just find out if you have a case. Did you register the script? Yeah. And what happened? We got uh, paid in um, uh, arbitration. Holy shit. Yeah. So you won? Yes, we won. I, I guess technically we didn't win in that in the paperwork says we admit no wrongdoing. You know, they they don't say we... So it's sort of like pleading no contest? I guess it's not. We didn't, it didn't go to trial. It went to arbitration, and uh, and uh, wow! So, so yeah. they basically. Took oh it. God! I really. I know you can't tell me how much. Yes, I can. Uh, oh, as as here we on, go. No, not on. Not on. Okay, I can't hear it. Let's pretend that you can't, because now <laughs> it's going to drive people crazy. Because everyone is going to want to. Is going to go. Oh my God! That's a great yeah. story. Yeah, it's a good story. I, whenever I hear stuff like that, I go. Why would and you? This, why would you steal it? Why don't you just buy the guy's script? And it was it's like you found me, a I can also guy tell you this. Whatever they paid, had to pay us, is less, is more than it would have cost to buy the script. Right. You would have been excited just to sell it for and anything, I would have, my, Obviously, my career would have gone, a li- maybe gone somewhere. That's, so you found a good lawyer then? Yeah, we found a really good lawyer. It was the second lawyer we called, and they do nothing but that. It's an intellectual property? Yeah. That's a good story. I, yeah, I didn't know. I never knew that story. Yeah, yeah. I just never understood. It's like they should be like, "Hey, this guy wrote a good script. We should, we should." And he wants to be in business with us. Mm-hmm. Why don't we? And again, help our company. With they the don't new admit good any wrongdoing. They're just saying we're going to. We're going to give you this crazy money. amount of money just because we're nice guys, not because right. we ripped you. So, what do you think happened? Some one of their readers read it and just. I was there like whole lines or chunks of, or was it just oh, like, it was, it which was, is clearly, it was, it was clearly like the setting, the plot. Um, it was, uh, it was significant. That's crazy. Yeah. It was so bad that there was times where I would, you know, within two minutes of the movie starting, I was going, Oh my God. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Just like every other scene, I was just going, Holy shit. So did that money keep you uh, afloat for a while? Uh, yeah, it helped me buy or put a down payment on a condo in L.A. Really? It didn't buy it, obviously, but... I'm going to try to figure out how much you got. How much was the condo? <laughs> <laughs> and how much percent down did you have to put? I only had to put 10% So you bought a condo? Down. I only had to put 10% down. Um, so that's nothing. I know. That's, I wish I... I don't know if you can do that anymore. But No, that's an old uh, thing. But back to this. That's great. Yeah, I don't... Yeah. Do you, do you have any theories as to why they just ripped you off as opposed to Well, I to think just, because it happens a lot. Because oh, maybe um, another guy wants to take credit for it. Like Maybe he said, oh, I thought of this great idea. Well, I can, yeah. I think that it's just um, a, a standard operating procedure. Yeah, I always wonder about like people, like you see, you know, wonder if like advertising guys are in the audience at comedy shows just like. That. Well, that's what, you know, you used to hear rumors of uh, people like that at the improv in L.A. that, oh, the... This group of writers was always there, and then you'd see the line, you know, two weeks later on the oh. show. And they, um, yeah, there used to be like rules. I think maybe a catch, but the older clubs would actually specifically say no note taking. Mm-hmm. Now, if you say don't write notes in the club, they don't even know why you're well, like. What are you talking about? Right. What What is that, Grandpa? What are you talking about? <laughs> and I'll go, this is what I'm talking about. I don't want to be in your cheat. I don't want my amazing. Jokes stand up in your Cheetos commercial. So yeah, I grew up with an older brother. He used to make me watch horror movies all the time, and I got addicted to him. And I, I don't watch him as much as I did back then, but I still like him. Yeah, 
I still got a hankering for them. I just saw The Conjuring with my girlfriend. That was great. Yeah, I hadn't watched that one of those in a long time. You know, it's time. always good when they get real actors, and I mean, really good actors. And yeah. I like that uh, woman there. I'd like to oh, make it, love to her. Was, oh, was it Virga? Vera Farmiga. She made a good movie about, like, a religious cult. Yeah. What was that? She directed that, right? Yeah, she it was a good it. movie. I didn't see I forgot see what it. that movie was called. Huh. I'm sure one of our readers, yes, readers. <laughs> and note-takers. Well, well, one of our readers and note-takers. So, yeah. But I have had no luck since then. Uh, getting anything made, but uh, I'm still trying. Did you? Uh, because I was on the road. You know, I'm just 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 to kind of clarify. I was on the road so much, and you have nothing but time. Yeah. And I just thought, so well, you, did I it, just, you were productive. I was trying to be productive. Do you go to the gym on the road? Uh, I do very little at the gym, but I go. You know, I, I'm usually at a. I, I, I mentioned you stay at a higher level. I stay than at I, like the best hotels. Well, maybe not the best, but I mean, like, I just need a a treadmill that I can walk on for thirty yeah. minutes. That's it, and then I I leave, and it's then that's hard. Yeah, I did that the other An day. An air conditioned fitness room with the TV, and I'm wearing a Walkman, and it's still almost impossible to do it. I like you said Walkman. It's like <laughs> or whatever. Really, I don't really know. went back in time. People like, we got a Google Walkman. What does he mean? He's got the band. He's playing, listening to the band. Did um. Yeah, I hate exercising so much. Like, I'm debating whether to go to the gym. I was, like, hoping. It was supposed to be where, a big crunch? storm. Don't reveal where I go. <laughs> I have to write that in my notes of things to cut out. Um, but, yeah, I, my gym is, like, a block and two blocks from here. And it's still, like, uh, right. Like, I think I, I wish I had a huge apartment. Well, mm-hmm. I do have a giant apartment. But I wish I had a bigger part to have my own, like, to have your own treadmill. To Wait, not, you don't to not you use? Have, are you saying you don't have enough room in here? I have, but it would kind of stay. It would kind of it's, overpower. Yeah, I understand. You know, it would clash with my fine art that's all over the walls. Yeah, it would clash with that stack of books that I don't know how I got and those CDs that I'm never going to listen to. Mm. Now, understood. So, have you ever entered like a screenplay competition? I've done everything, man. There, there, you know, I, I entered competitions. Um, I've submitted them to like festivals. Uh, I I bought a book uh, that's a, basically just has every production company, and then I went through and found all the horror companies and I cold called them and you know it's, cold calling. That's 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 ballsy thing to do. Cold yeah. call. I'm trying to think. Have you ever tweeted at, like at someone like it? Yeah, 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 yeah. I did. A guy named Mike Mendez who just put out this big movie. Uh, Called Big Ass Spider or something. Because my stuff's kind of uh, lower, but not low budget, but probably medium budget. Like trauma? No, a little bit, a little bit above that. They don't even use union people, right? Do they not? I don't know. That's, I think that's. I could be wrong. Um. Well, I hope you get one of those made. Yeah. Keep me from going to the Midwest for another uh, thirty weeks. What maybe. kind of budget are we talking about? I would say between one and five. One or five no, million? Yeah. That's cheap. Yeah, it's nothing. I heard it's harder to get a movie, a cheap movie made than it is. Oh, really? Because it doesn't, because the turn, you don't, I don't make know. it. Don't it just, maybe it money. seems less. You would know more about that than oh, I Oh, yeah, I've made so many movies. No, I don't, I'm not really. You were in a horror movie, weren't you? I was in Vamps, which I don't know that I would call it a horror movie. Was it a comedy? It is a vampire comedy. Huh. I wore makeup. Yeah, um, I think I saw Stage makeup. Yeah. Got bloody. Who starred in that? Me? Uh, who, who was in that movie? Alicia Silverstone. Oh, I love Kristen her. Kristen Ritter. 
Oh, my God. I think she's so pretty. <laughs> uh, Why are you laughing? Because you don't think that's appropriate? No, she is pretty. She is pretty, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Kristen Ritter. Uh, oh, God. What's, what's her name? Uh, Sigourney Weaver. Oh, nice. Yeah, I played her right hand. Really? You were like her yeah. henchman or whatever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Funny. Um, who else is Richard Lewis is in it. Wallace Shawn is in it. I know Wallace Shawn. Taylor Negron is in it. Sure. Uh, Zach Orth is in it. <laughs> Some other people. Oh, Justin Kirk. Yeah, yeah, sure. They did it in Detroit. Nice work. Um, I've never been in a movie. Really? Do you like? Do you want to do acting? I don't particularly. I don't know if I should say that on the. Have you been asked like to do? No, 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 no one's asked me. So you don't audition for stuff? Almost never. But I did have a deal with Letterman after that first. After that first Letterman, I got a deal with his company. Oh, to develop something. To develop something, and we wrote a sitcom for me. And we actually, we actually sold the idea to ABC. And then we wrote the script, and they didn't want to shoot it. So that's how you—that's how you rake in, rake in a little secret cash, though, right? Yeah, I guess we got a little money. Who's we? Oh, uh, there's a guy. I think you've met him, named John Marcus. I know that. He did. He he worked on um, Larry Sanders show. Yeah. Yeah, I know him. He's a nice guy. Yeah, he was executive producer of um, of uh, Cosby Show. And then there's a show called Late Line with Janine Garofalo and uh, Al Franken a hundred years ago. It was like Late a, Line. Oh, I remember that. It's like Nightline, you know. Oh, but it was a it was a show about. Yeah. yeah. Wow, I forgot about that show. Yeah. Well, so anyway, he, they put us together and we wrote something. Did you like doing that? Yeah, that was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun. But I mean, I don't I don't particularly like going and pitching things to people. That are, Did they give you a lot of notes? No. Nah, you know what they kept telling us? Make it nicer. <laughs> That's <laughs> what a nice. comedian wants yeah. to hear. <laughs> there's God, a person thank you for letting me soften <laughs> my script <laughs> to appeal to, I appreciate to the, the as many people as possible without hurting anyone's feelings. Right. Yeah, I guess um, I, had a, I was going through a rough marriage, and they wanted me to be nicer to my wife in, this, uh, in the script. Be nice to your wife instead of the way someone might really be. <laughs> or, or the way you've portrayed it on stage that we really liked. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's just like... That's just one of those things like, what would happen if I don't make it nicer? Yeah. Nicer what? Like, The Sopranos? Were they, they were a nice bunch, right? Like, what, what's nicer? Like, well, I mean, look at Seinfeld. Those people weren't particularly nice. And, you know... It's, no. Breaking Bad, that was, that was a sweet group of people. Like, people don't necessarily want... Nice. I know. It's ugh. The Letterman people were super nice, but it was the ABC that um, kept it make, giving us notes. Did you ever? Did you deal with David Letterman? Never what? saw him. No, I've never met him. Never. You met him just off when he shakes your hand. Yes, I guess technically I yeah. met him there. Yeah. Yeah. There's not a lot of chit chat. You know what I really liked about? I had it. There was an office they would let us use. It was just an uh, to write in. Me and this John Marcus. Uh huh. And I remember because there was a back room and it had a couch, and you close the door and it was pitch dark. And I used to take really nice naps in there in the Ed Sullivan really? building. Yeah, <laughs> I just thought I, I remember that because I'm a big. I take a lot of naps. Are you into the power nap? No, no. no. Oh, you take a full on nap. Yeah, I take a uh, power nap. I got to say, I discovered it late in life. I don't do it a lot, but 
I used to be like, well, I'm not going to go to sleep for 20 minutes. And then I tried it. It worked? I, yeah, I was, you're, you're like clicking your heels. It's amazing. But let me ask you something. You go to... Let these guys honk it out. Iowa bit. City. Yeah. That's you played there. Yeah. Let's say you fly in, the, you know, what do you do all day if you're not napping? Are you And you're not really working <laughs> out. Um, do you walk around the city? I walk around, yeah. Do you really? Oh, yeah. Wow. A Yelp coffee much. shop. Oh, you do? And I'll sit there for, I could sit there for hour, hour write? and a half. I will. Or take a note I'll or sometimes just do miscellaneous, you know. Right, right. Fiddle like around. Like fiddling on the phone stuff. Right. Little tweeting. Maybe read a local alt-weekly or yeah. newspaper. See what bands Stare are into in space. Town. Like, I can almost never see a band in town. But I do cross-reference sometimes to see if, like, if there's a band. Do you ever have band people come out to your shows that you didn't know were going to be there? Uh, or do they generally contact you and say... Like hey. famous people? Well, not super famous, but... Yeah, famous. there's always musicians in my audience. But people like we might know, like oh, a like, super chunk, oh. or a, like a lack level. Yeah, not not necessarily. Uh, yeah, I've never had... I don't think I've had anyone come up to me and go... And I'm like, holy shit, what are you doing here? Yeah. Except with uh, Keith Richards. <laughs> <laughs> Except for Keith Richards and Mick Jagger. who right. came separately to two different shows. <laughs> Where are you? uh, Let's plug some dates before we wrap things up here, man. (laughs) Well, I I don't know. Why don't you go to nickgriffin.net? But I I, I don't have dates with me. No? You don't have money? No. So you don't have your calendar memorized? No. How is Canada? So Canada, you think? Let's see, not next week, so it'd be the week after that I'm in... um, (laughs) I don't know. I I got nothing. Really? You don't even know? No. I, I think I'm going to Calgary. Oh, I thought you already did three. I thought you did three Canada shows. No, I got, I got one more left. Calgary? I did, I did Vancouver, Montreal, and then I'm going to Calgary. So did you do that to stay in Canada so you didn't have to do customs? No, again? I just it just happened. That I, I, I couldn't even route it, really. I just had to take the gigs when they came. Yeah, Vancouver, Montreal isn't exactly routed. Oh, it's but horrible, it's, yeah. But it's heading yeah. home. It's yeah. heading Vancouver was a really nice Vancouver's city. Vancouver's a nice city, and Montreal's have, a great have city. Have you played, uh, I mean, of course you played Montreal, but Vancouver? Yeah, I play, I've done that a huh. number of times. Huh. A number of times. Because, yeah, it would seem like that would be a good place for you. I like Canada. It would be a good market for you. Canada's a great market. It's one of the uh, tertiary markets. I don't even know what I'm talking about. It's, it's, it's one of the B, A, B, C, A, A, A rooms. Um, all right, Nick. NickGriffin.net. Uh, the Nick Griffin the on Nick Twitter. On Twitter, yeah. Uh, do you get a lot of hate? Do you get your... I did get... Uh, I, did, I get a, a... You know, I probably, I guess, the, the normal amount of hate... Yeah. Um, I did. I did, I did some tweet about um, Adam Levine winning. Oh, I saw that. I actually went on that. And then somebody said he's. Then someone tweeted back that. Uh, Why don't you go fuck yourself? Adam Levine's like ten thousand times more handsome than you. Yeah. Like, but I, I looked. I actually time. clicked on the profile of the person who said that, and it was like a, a fan page. But he was, yeah. was like forty-eight followers. So I don't think that was Adam Levine's number one fan page. I think that was someone who just said, hey, I'm going to call my thing fan page. Didn't work out. All right, Nick. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me, Todd. That was good talk with Nick Griffin. I like talking to him. He's a funny guy. He's a good guy. Hope you like that. Hope you'll come see me live January 10th and 12th at the Riot Fest in Los Angeles. 17th and 18th, I return to Sacramento for the first time in many years at the Comedy Spot, which is a little place from what I understand. So you might want to get on those tickets sooner than later.
where else am I going? Sketchfest in San Francisco. I don't know if that's been announced yet, but I just announced it. Uh, comics at Foxwoods in Connecticut, the 27th, 28th, March 1st. Uh, Gilda's Fest in Grand Rapids, Michigan, March 7th and 8th. Keep listening to the show. Go to feralaudio.com. They put on this show as well as many others. Follow me on Twitter at Todd Barry, ToddBarry.com. And uh, we'll see you next week. Thank you. This is firefighter Raphael Poirier for Firehouse Subs. Introducing the new spicy Cajun chicken sub. Cajun seasoned grilled chicken breast, zesty cherry peppers, and house-made Cajun mayo. Just $5.55 for a medium. Remember, a portion of every sub you buy helps provide life-saving equipment for first responders. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Limited time only, plus tax. Participating locations. Firehouse Subs would donate a minimum of $1 million in 2019 to the Firehouse Subs Public Safety Foundation by donating 0.11% of every purchase.